Listening to a good story is like reading a book that you can't put down or watching a movie that you don't want to end, hanging on to every word and getting more sucked in by the second. I've heard so many great stories and don't want to forget them. So I put on a storytelling night in my backyard. We squeezed as many people in as we could and listened to our friends take the mic and share a story based on the same theme. I'm Claudia Nankervis and this is Backyard Stories. The theme of the night was blue. So firstly, I'd just like to reiterate Claude's acknowledgement of country, um, pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Um, given this is an art of stories, I'd also like to acknowledge and keep in mind over the course of the evening um, the great tradition of oral storytelling of the people of this land that occurred for thousands of generations. Anyway, thanks so much, Claude, for having us tonight. I was really sad to miss the last one, so I'm so happy to be here. Um, tonight, the theme of the evening is blue. So, I guess I'll be talking about blue. Well, a blue, to be exact. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the Dictionary of Australian Slang defines a blue as a fight, argument, or dispute. If any of you have ever met a member of my family, I'm looking at a lot of unfamiliar faces, so I'm saying probably not, um, this story may come as no surprise to you. They are great. I love them so much. But tempers can transit from zero to 100,000 before you can even squeeze in a, no offence, though. <laughs> as for me, behind this not quite calm, but not really angry exterior, is not a fiery temper, but actually just a deep, deep avoidance of conflict. In fact, if you yell at me, unlike all other members of my family, I'll cry and cry and cry and cry. To the point where it's actually a pretty effective way to win fights. As people just walk away in disgust if you're a snivelling wreck. It's kind of a cheap win, but I'll usually just take it gloat, you know. But back to the rest of my family, who still haven't quite caught on to the Georgie McKendrick school of winning arguments by crying. Those amateurs never got past lesson one. Don't yell. First, there's Jackie. Standing at around five foot tall, she's an infuriating combination of bossy eldest child with a bad case of small man syndrome. <laughs> to give you an idea, she messages me before every music festival I go to saying, why are you going? This is stupid. Music festivals are stupid. Why would you do that? This is from someone who is a four-time attendee of Rainbow Serpent. <laughs> then there's Lucy, your quintessential creative, with the looks of Mia Farrow in Rosemary's Baby and the temper of Roman Polanski directing Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> a jarring combination that to be honest, kind of scares the shit out of me. <laughs> My brother Hamish, if you're listening at a future date, you're irrelevant, so I'm not going to mention you, but love you. <laughs> and for context, my parents also, both feisty and stubborn in equal parts. I'd say about 50% of our family dinners just end up in a whole bunch of yelling and banging on the table and tears. Tears mostly belong to me. <laughs> but you get the idea. 
don't get me wrong, the other 50% we get along famously. <laughs> it's just that when you bring together a really big bunch of personalities and a few bottles of red, someone makes you comment about politics or current affairs or what's for dessert, you can see how things could flare up. And you know what? Now that I think about it, it's kind of a shame that I didn't inherit that level of fury. Could kind of be fun. <laughs> My whole life, no one's ever been scared of me. So I guess it's normal to sometimes secretly long for the ability to intimidate. But also, I'm not really sure that I could pull it off. I feel like I'd get all sweaty, red in the face. My IBS would take over and it would quite <laughs> literally just be a shit show. <laughs> and for those fans of Law and Order SVU out there, Let's just say B.D. Wong would have a field day psychoanalyzing my family. <laughs> anyway, to set the scene, I want to take you all back to 2014. Just picture a really boring, kind of classic family home, cream-coloured, veggie garden out the back, four bedrooms, dog, cat, pretty ordinary. Back then, I was 19, shared a house with my whole family, including my two older sisters, Jackie and Lucy. I actually shared a room with Lucy, who was 23 back then. To be honest, pretty weird, but didn't complain at the time. Remember, she's the one who looks like Mia Farrow. In retrospect, maybe living in such close quarters with everyone was a ticking time bomb. So, it's 8pm. I'm sitting in the backyard with some friends, getting pissy on a weeknight. Living my adolescent 19-year-old dream. As an exclaimer, still definitely my 24-year-old dream. <laughs> We're outside drinking. That is, until I heard a screech. A squeal. The sound of crime. <laughs> I had no choice but to go in and investigate. So I walked into the kitchen. Sort of embarrassed to be dealing with this shit in front of my friends. Also kind of living for the drama. <laughs> I realised both sisters who, to my knowledge, had previously just been engaging in some harmless, innocent snacking. They were both gone. My senses, overpowered by a distinct, acrid smell. Olives. <laughs> a knife lay on the floor, <laughs> bloodstained. Across the white kitchen wall, a green gunk was smeared. <laughs> what the hell has happened here? Has Jackson Pollock just killed my family? <laughs> my investigative intuition told me it could also be Shrek. <laughs> Lucy, Jackie, where are you guys? <laughs> Gone. So I tiptoed through the door to the hallway. Just when I thought things couldn't get worse, a bloody handprint smeared up the staircase. Even though I was terrified, I was kind of like, guys, this is a bit B-grade horror of you. <laughs> anyway, I walked up the stairs, calling out the hallway, Lucy, Jackie, come on, where are you? What's going on? Yet still, not a single response from anyone. That is, until I heard a distinct, faint whimper coming from the bathroom. Finally, a sign of life. Became more hopeful that my sisters hadn't been kidnapped. 
murdered, tortured, anything, I don't know, walked into the bedroom that I shared with Lucy. <laughs> Mum. Every drawer, every cupboard was flung open. Every piece of clothing, every treasured possession I'd stored neatly away was on the ground. Both our beds lay there, mattresses bare, some bloodied sheets strewn over the contents of the cupboard. Lucy was cowering in the corner. What happened? Are you okay? I'm kind of bored. <laughs> Lucy looks up to me, bleary-eyed, horrified. Jackie, Jackie, she stabbed me. Where did she? Before I finish, I see a small red ooze on the side of her thumb. Uh. Surely, like, there was another cut somewhere. The bloody handprints covering the walls had me believed I'd walked into the inner city remake of Saw. And so, lo and behold, I discovered, no, no other cut. That minuscule, minute, tiny little cut. I think I mentioned when I introduced her that Lucy, dear Lucy, she has a flair for the dramatic. The dramatic and apparently at times completely irrational. After dressing the wound with a single band-aid, I carried on my detective duties. It'll be worth the wait. In the end, I did find out what happened. I found out why there was blood smeared on the staircase. I found out why Lucy was crying. And I found out why there was a distinct olive smell and green sludge all over our kitchen walls. The stabbing began, as one often does, over dip. <laughs> no, not spinach dip. Not hummus, taramasalata, baba ganoush. Not even ch sweet chili filly. No, the stabbing began over olive dip. So let's rewind. Jackie had a new boyfriend. His name was Hugh. Poor, sweet, innocent Hugh. He was over a lot, they're in love, you know how it is. And Lucy, at the time, was very much in her edgy stage. While Hugh, poor, sweet, quiet, lawyer Hugh, was truly everything Lucy thought at the time that she stood against. Apparently Lucy had opened the fridge, but her brand new olive dip, nowhere to be seen. And she blamed poor, sweet, shy, fresh on the scene, lawyer Hugh. Naturally, Jackie wouldn't stand for it. This is where it all sort of gets a bit unclear. They both swear to this day it was the other one who turned things physical. Lucy even now has little correct recollection over what happened after. She apparently came too when I walked into the room. <laughs> she told me that it was Jackie who pulled the knife and slowly cornered her while screaming, nobody stands between me and my man. <laughs> now, first of all, I'm pretty sure that's just an Amy Winehouse line. And I'm also thinking, Jackie, really? Poor, sweet, five foot, works in marketing, Jackie. Like, I know she has a temper, but it really did seem a bit far-fetched that she would pull a knife. She uh, has a different story to tell. She insists Lucy was flew into a blind rage. And she, with no other way to go, after Lucy had callously 
spit in Hugh's face and said, Hugh, you fucking dog, you took my elliptic. She drew a butter knife. Now, seeing the wound, I don't know if a butter knife was really what went on there, but, you know, who am I to say? Um, and she says, Lucy, she swears up and down, Lucy ran into the knife. Again, not really sure if that was true. Now look, you may all be thinking, Georgie, it's almost 10 minutes, come on. You've dropped your papers, you don't know what you're doing, obviously underprepared, but where is this going? Got news for you all, nowhere. Claude, you asked me to do a speech about blue and here I am doing a speech about a blue. None of you at the end of the speech will be any smarter. None of the, you at the end of the speech will have any insight into topical issues. However, now you do know a perhaps too personal moment that shaped my family. To this day, the olive knife incident, or dipgate, as those of you in the know will call it, remains one of the most infamous unsolved crimes in the McKendrick family. Without a doubt, one of the blues I've ever seen over some shitty olive dip. And thanks very much. You may applaud now. Yeah.